then usually there are some other things, especially some big things that we want, health, bodily changes, relationships, money, things like that, that tend to challenge people more. Mm -hmm. And they question it. Well, this doesn't work. Or they move into, well, gosh, I would have never attracted cancer. I would have never attracted being abused. You know, there's no such thing as law of attraction. I wouldn't have attracted that. Well, they're misunderstanding the process of creation because that process of creation is not just what you're wanting. Obviously, that process of creation is really rooted in your belief system. And our belief systems are established very early on from our childhood environment. And we carry that belief system into throughout our lives. And that belief system creates the things that we are really adept at, at attracting positively and negatively. If you have a belief system that is you are not worthy of affection, you are not worthy of friendship, that's going to reveal itself in your life. And it's easier sometimes to see that in the lives of others than to see it in your own life. Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project podcast. We are the stream. We are the origin of all creation, the basis of all religions, and the purest, most powerful, and positive energy in the universe. We are omnipresent and omniscient, and we are part of you, and you are part of us. We are an amalgam of advanced energy of the highest possible vibration, and we are not physically focused, though we exist in all living things. We are seeking connection with you at all times, and you have access to us always. Since many people tune us out or doubt the authenticity of the eternal guidance they are receiving, we also connect to selected individuals and employ them to filter our message and communicate it directly to you in a way that you can comprehend. We employ a variety of individuals for these purposes to reach a variety of people. You are all different and find yourselves vibrationally matched to various personalities, much like your taste in music or art. We are here to bring clarity and offer guidance on any topic. We are not a deity. We do not wish to be worshipped or need to be obeyed. And we will not judge you or ask you for anything. We are here to blend with you, the collective, in what you may perceive as difficult times. Our intention is to build community and harness the power of the collective consciousness for the advancement of those who are so inclined. So today I'm with a very special guest, David Strickle. From early childhood, David received what he refers to as guidance from source. During his teenage years, he developed a deep understanding of universal laws and used these teachings to overcome enormous obstacles. He developed an ability to share this guidance for the benefit of others and has created a simple set of tools that profoundly transformed every aspect of his life, delivering a life of joy, clarity, and abundance. 
These tools have become the TYA practice through his best-selling book, radio show, podcast, and online training programs. He has helped transform the lives of those seeking a new way all around the globe. TYA stands for Trust Your Abundance. This lifestyle empowers his students to manifest abundance in all areas of their lives, love, wellness, source connection, and finances. The TYA practice has produced proven results, including miraculous healings, improved relationships, new businesses, endless flow of wealth, and so much more. But by far the most amazing results with TYA are the awakenings many experience by adopting this practice as a lifestyle. We now have hundreds of testimonials from those who continue to transform their lives on a daily basis. Please join me in welcoming David Strickle. And David, you are also representing today the collective known as the Stream of David, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so welcome. I'm so, so glad to have <laughs> no you. No pressure. I'm just representing the universe. That's just all. representing the universe. You know how it goes. <laughs> we all do. We all do. It's so good. I would love to actually hear more, David, about how this all started for you. How did you become a channel? I believe we all channel in our own ways. I, I will start off right there. I think everything that we create that is an expression of love is an expression of source, whether it's art our fantastic relationships are just, you know, anything that we are expressing when we're at our best, our highest vibration, we are channeling source, all of us. I, I don't necessarily think that everyone is, is going to speak it or write it, but we do it in our own way. I had a, a very, um, a very difficult childhood as a lot of people that are into things like this did, because it, it causes us to go inward and causes us to think about and question everything when we have that, that experience. And what I now call the stream, I used to call my knowing. I used to understand things that the adults around me didn't seem to understand, including my parents. And when my parents split when I was six years old, my father left, started another family. He wasn't really involved in my life much. And my mother sort of retreated to her bedroom for the rest of her life. She she worked, but she had no life outside of work. She was uh, pretty much lived her life in, in solitude. And so I was really left to my own devices to sort of raise myself, my brother and I. And I had this knowing that carried me through childhood and into my teen years, which were absolutely tumultuous. And that moved on into my adult life. And having grown up very poor, I remembered understanding the wealth creation part of all this. People refer to it as the law of attraction, but of course, the law of attraction is about way more than just that. And I really focused on that. And I spent the first 20 years of my adult life really focusing on, I understood universal law. I understood how to mentally dial into the vibration of bringing money in. And then when I made it to my early 40s and I had everything that from my childhood perspective would be that of a wealthy person, big, nice house, lots of beautiful things, great cars, clothes, travel, all that stuff. I realized that, wow, I've got all this stuff that I thought was happiness and I'm still not happy. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of things still not right in my life that, that I wasn't really at peace with. So I started a meditation practice and that inner knowing. And by that time, I already knew that my knowing was something a little different than most people were getting. I'd already been to psychics. I had a psychic tell me that I was a channel. I really wanted to shut all that away and keep it hidden. 
But the more I moved into my 40s, the more it just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And I really began to love that side of me. And around age 41, I had uh, during meditation, what many people would refer to as a Kundalini awakening, where this, this energy just erupted at the base of my spine and sort of electrified me. And that electrification continues to this day. So now, unless I'm really in low vibration, I call that being down my spiral, I can ask anything and get a physical response in my body. Plus I get the consciousness drops in. So moving through this, this sort of reinvention of myself in my forties, where I was going more inward and more into all of this, I got to, to a point to where that, which I once kept hidden, I wanted to shout from the rooftops. It really transformed me in such a way that I quit my a very high paying corporate job, started the Stream of David podcast, which is the very first place I ever channeled outside of uh, speaking into my iPhone recorder. Uh, and that podcast is still there. We have over 200 episodes now. So you can go all the way back to 2017 and hear my very first spoken channeling that anyone ever heard. So it's kind of cool that we have that archive now. And you can actually, if you follow through the years of the podcast, you'll hear how much it's transformed and my delivery of it, not in the message, but in the delivery of it. And since that time, one of my frustrations with the information and one of my frustrations that I found myself in with other channels, because I started really getting into listening to some other channels and listening to it was like music. This is, this is what I've been getting. I understand this now. And I didn't really study. Uh, I haven't really studied anything outside of Christianity when I was really young. I haven't really studied any spiritual teachers at all. But when I would tune into certain channels, I would hear things spoken that sounded identical to what my knowing was. Mm -hmm. But my frustration with the channels, because I thought they were sort of connecting the dots for me, was there wasn't a practical application of it in your life. It was all this sort of heady, esoteric uh, big picture ideas. And I was getting the same thing. So I created in 2018, when I published my first book, I started creating an actual practice that is the practical application of their teachings, which we now call Taya, T-Y-A, for Trust Your Abundance. And so Taya has, has become a thing. <laughs> it's, it's become a, a powerful thing. And it is about detuning fear and judgment in your life, thus raising your default vibration, which creates an awakening experience in and of itself. I love that. Can you say that again, the detuning part of it? The detuning is, if you think about it, we all run on an operating system. And our operating system is our belief system, which is programming our subconscious mind. And when you find out about the universal process of creation or what many people call the law of attraction, you start trying to be more intentional with what you want to create in your life. And in some ways it shows up and you realize how real it is. But then usually there are some other things, especially some big things that we want, health, bodily changes, relationships, money, things like that, that tend to challenge people more mm -hmm. and they question it. Well, this doesn't work. Or they move into, well, gosh, I would have never attracted cancer. I would have never attracted being abused. You know, there's no such thing as law of attraction. I wouldn't have attracted that. Well, they're misunderstanding the process of creation because that process of creation is not just what you're wanting. Obviously, that process of creation is really rooted in your belief system. And our belief systems are established very early on from our childhood environment. And we carry that belief system in, in do, throughout our lives. And that belief system 
creates the things that we are really adept at, at attracting positively and negatively. If you have a belief system that is you are not worthy of affection, you are not worthy of friendship, that's going to reveal itself in your life. And it's easier sometimes to see that in the lives of others than to see it in your own life. Well, in Taya, what we do is we have a process of systematic detuning of all of our transgressors. And that detuning process is really what I call radical appreciation. Some people call this shadow work. I didn't know that that was even a thing when I created radical appreciation. And since that time, a lot of my students have brought shadow work in and sort of merged it with Taya because Taya is very much about shadow work. Taya is very much about going into the depths of your all of the stuff that is existing in your lower vibrational field, all of your transgressors, people, circumstances, and events, really anything that you cannot look upon in full appreciation and walk a path to appreciation of them, because that's the only thing that releases them. That's it. And when you start doing that as a way of life all day, every day, you just automatically, you know, on autopilot, you're detuning transgressors. Anything that pops up that is annoying to you, you're talking about your glitches and your gremlins before we went on. Uh, whenever you have a glitch or a gremlin or something that isn't working, if you step away and do a little breath work and do a little appreciation, you are always going to come back and the solution is just going to be right there. And we feel almost silly sometimes because the solution then seems so easy, but that's because we've raised our vibration and we've dialed into the vibration of source, which is where all the solutions are. We're not down in frustration and judgment and comparison and all of that stuff anymore. So when you make this process your way of life, where you're, you're always aware of where you are vibrationally without judging it, because we're all on a vibrational journey. And when you learn to systematically detune transgressors, anytime they reveal themselves, then all of that stuff, I always say it's sort of like the, the, your basement, your vibrational basement, all this gunk that exists down there, that as you clear that stuff out through radical appreciation, your default vibration just goes up and up and up and up. And that creates an awakening. And I love that you also said that, you know, y- you have your days of low vibration, right? Where you actually are down in your spiral. It's just, it's a very human thing. I'm always saying, you know, we're both human and divine, you know, and there's this idea that, you know, suddenly if if we get to a certain level that we're going to somehow like bypass being human and that's just not the way it, it works. Yeah, we're not here to bypass the human experience, which is polarized. Yes, and that's why people misunderstand law of attraction so much that there, there really are two universal laws that create everything. One is the law of attraction. You know, everything is created via attraction. The second that a lot of people don't teach because it's not as sexy and it doesn't sell as many books because it takes some work is that all attraction is governed by polarity. Mm. So you're, you're moving through this high vibrational period, but polarity inevitably is going to take you down. But when you get deep into a practice like Taya, you start to really savor the down stuff because it's it, there's more creative energy flowing in the low vibration because it provides inspiration for new creation. That you know, High vibration is great. It feels great to be up there, but none of us are going to solve polarity because that's exactly why we come here is to experience a polarized physical environment. Okay. And I love this because it, it is the polarity that creates. It's that- mm-hmm. You know, it's that the grit that makes the pearl. Oh, I love, I use grit all the time. I love that because. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because if you, you go down in a lower vibration, you create obstacles or you notice things that you don't like, 
what do you do as soon as your vibe goes up? You start, you solve them. You create to solve them. And in solving them, all new creation occurs. The entire universe was created that way. Yeah. And everything that humanity creates, all of this technology, your bookshelves, your books, all of that is is an answer to what was once perceived as something that was missing or a problem. Low vibe. It's so great. I'm having actually a revelation as we're speaking. And it's, you know, it's right in this area of what you're pointing to right now. But it's this idea of sometimes forgetting, because I'm trying to write a book myself, and it's like sometimes forgetting the who I was before, because I'm not in that kind of suffering and pain anymore. But when I dip back in there, it's not about making myself wrong for it, because I'm still human. It's just I know how to get out of it so quick. But what I'm hearing you say is like, actually, that may be a great place to hang out in a little bit for that creative energy to kind of show up and be the aha. Because sometimes when I'm trying to access the writing from the higher vibration, it's not as it's not as productive. Does that even make sense? It's, it's, it's when you're, we call that hammering, when you're trying to claw your way up into higher vibrational territory, it's something that's naturally there. But when you're judging yourself for not being up, you're actually pushing yourself further down. Interesting. Because in your judgment, you just spiral. I love the spiral for that reason. We spiral up and we spiral down, but our natural flow will spiral us up and down naturally, but we are the ones that create that prolonged down the spiral period because we're judging and creating suffering in something. Mm-hmm. If something negative happens and we're able to meet it in, in appreciation, if not joy, which we can, you can solve it almost immediately. Right. But if we're not doing that, if our if trigger reaction is always, gosh, I hate being down here. This is awful. I shouldn't be here. I should be up in high vibrational territory because I'm miscreating right now. You're just going to hold yourself down there longer. And hold yourself away from the solution experience. It's so true, right? Because there's this way that we can, <laughs> even when we're, you know, in in this supposedly much more enlightened place, that we we can tend to kind of make ourselves wrong then for, you know, just having that human experience. And there's this way that just allowing things to show up as they are to create that spaciousness to meet it, like you said, with like gratitude and appreciation knowing that I can meet this moment, you know, and that it's it's really an attitude. It's a choice. It's things are still going to happen. So it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset. It's a mindset. So I know that, you know, you and I kind of talked a little bit before we started recording about the fact that we're going to give you an opportunity to channel. And I, I can't wait for that. Before we do, I wanted to just get a little bit more insight on how you work with people with the TYA program. Like, tell me more about that. Well, it's, it's interesting that you're bringing that up this week because we, we've had a, t- a boot camp program. And, and one of the things that I did when I left my employment, someone I, I met someone that taught me how to teach an online course. And I didn't want to teach an online course. I wanted to write books and do live workshops and do all the fun stuff, right? But I realized that that being able to reach people globally, and I already had a podcast, so I had a global audience, and teach them these these this practice was going to serve them at a higher level and create a, a business within all of this so that I can do this all the time, which was fulfilled my true intention. 
Well, from there, the Taya practice emerged and we've spent the last, in fact, this is the four-year anniversary of what we now call Taya Bootcamp. I have spent the last four years teaching this to people all over the world, but they, the, the, the students that came in actually helped us really dial into how to do it successfully. And so now we have all these amazing testimonials and reviews and things like that from this great experience. But what we're doing now is we are tearing down the, the barrier <laughs> that was sort of created in having this coaching program. And we share Taya and the stream all over the place all the time anyway. But now we, we are creating a one, a singular global community for the stream where you can get in at any level and start learning this practice. Plus, we're going to publish the Taya Practice book this year. So my intention with this, especially with everything that's been going on on earth for the last couple of years, I think it's a very, very exciting time. And I think the stream is flowing the way they are at this time to offer humanity a path out of what we call the matrix. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what's happening is that we humanity, the collective of humanity is questioning because of our technology, because of our ability to communicate, we're all getting together. We're saying, you know, I'm, I'm questioning that now too. And I'm questioning government. And I'm questioning organized religion. And I'm questioning all these borders and boundaries and identities and all of this stuff. And you see humanity sort of lifting out of, of what we call the matrix. And then we, because there's contrast on all topics in a polarized environment, the positive is more people than ever are having an awakening experience. The flip side of that is that the matrix is is clamoring for attention and fighting for life. Here's COVID, you know, whether it was created intentionally or, or, or organically uh, produced, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It was a vibrational creation that changed the vibration by and large of humanity Yeah, and created all of this tension and all of these negative things, but from that rose all of these positive things. Right. So that's how creation works always. But the speeding up of time that we're experiencing and this, this reality that's becoming more fluid, more gray, if you will, that's a sign that we're lifting out of that matrix because the matrix is polarized. And I always tell people, and, and, and we talk about the matrix, and I always say, observe the matrix, don't judge the matrix, because we're all part of it. We're all born of the matrix. But the matrix is about fear and judgment. The matrix is about being polarized. You must be on this side and your side is right and everyone else's side is wrong. That's polarity. You, you are operating fully in ego when you're thinking that way and you're really cutting yourself off from source, which does not judge anything. And when you are moving out of judgment, thus moving out of fear, which really work hand in hand, you're moving out of the matrix. And the more you out, move out of the matrix, you're able to appreciate all that is. Yeah. Literally all that is, even the things that people that are, are fearful uh, about everything that's going on. Well, how can you appreciate the war in Russia, You know, the, the war in Ukraine right now? How can you appreciate COVID? How can you? Source appreciates all of it because source sees us very differently than this physical vehicle that we're experiencing in a very temporary way. Mm -hmm. Source sees us as eternal beings that cannot be harmed or ended uh, other than in our physical state, which is is was never meant to be a permanent thing anyway. When you also when you work with students and you say, trust your abundance, I'm constantly contemplating and and feeling into just this allowing, right? It's like it's this, and I'm 
making this up. So you're going to have to tell me if this is what you mean by this. But it's like there's abundance everywhere. And it's like it's more the allowing of it to happen. And so when I kind of think about your program, and it's like, trust your abundance, it's like we all have it. It's like just to trust it and to allow it is what actually brings it to us. Yeah, it all, it all comes down. A lot of times people don't understand what the word allowing means. Mm-hmm. Uh, allow, what do you mean allow? But trust, everybody understands what trust means. Trust your abundance. Trust the universe. If you can trust the universe through your vibrational flow, and it's a learned, it's a skill because we are taught the opposite of that. The skills that we are taught is hard work, go to church, pray and ask for forgiveness and, and obey this book of rules. Uh, you know, get an education, have a family, live your life exactly the way we're telling you to live your life. And if you don't do that, everything's going to be bad for you. Mm-hmm. That's the matrix. That's the program programming that we've had. And again, there's contrast in that too. There's a lot of positive aspects of the matrix. The, the uh, All of that society building and social engineering that took place across humanity for the last um, couple of thousand years brought us to this point where we don't need it anymore. But I don't know that we would be here if we didn't have all that structure. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have, I'm, I'm not a fan of formal education because I'm dyslexic, but I recognize that formal education played a, a massive role in the advancement of humanity. So I can look at it without judgment and appreciate it, even though it wasn't something that worked for me. Right. That's being out of the matrix. Yes. Uh, you know, organized religion. We just said in a summit the other day, the stream said that there are people who are well served by Catholicism. Because it creates a belief system for them, gives them something to believe in and some structure. And if they give that the power, then it works for them. Mm -hmm. Everything has the power that we give to it. So it really is just about what you feel resonance with and allowing yourself to flow in and out of resonance with different things as you move through your life journey, rather than one thing forever. That one thing forever concept doesn't work so well. And as we move more and more out of the matrix, you're seeing humanity move toward that. We're not staying in, in, in really, you know, the whole idea of the divorce rate is skyrocketing. Well, people aren't willing to stay in abusive relationships anymore. Amen. Right? People aren't willing to stay in jobs that they hate for 40 years to wait for retire anymore. People aren't willing to stay in a city or a place they or even a country they don't want to be in anymore. So we're becoming more free and more fluid because we're moving out of the matrix. We, we have changed our belief system. And humanity is evolving and humanity will continue to evolve in that direction. I don't believe humanity is evolving toward perfection because we're we're in this polarized environment. So you're never going to have everyone on one page. So there's always going to be nuances of thought and disagreements and, and all these individual paths. But that's really the beauty of humanity. If you really look at it from source perspective, that is the beauty of humanity. Even with all of the conflict and all of the drama, that is just what a polarized environment is all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to something you said. I love it so much. It's that everything has the power that we give it. And so when we look at, again, all of these polarizing topics, war, divorce, vaccination, not vac, right? It's all like there's structures like school that you were talking about, uh, Western medicine, and all of these structures serve at some level. And eventually, there's maybe not going to be a need for it. But there are people who do benefit. And it's for the rest of us who maybe are not benefiting from that thing at this moment to not need to judge it is what kind of dispels at least 
the need to kind of be at odds with these other people all the time. Well, the, the, the whole vaccine thing is a great example of that because when the vaccine first came around, a lot of people in our circle have not been uh, into being vaccinated for quite some time. And they started asking the stream about it. And the stream was very clear. If you believe that you are healthy and safe and enjoying your experience, then that's your belief system. And that's what is, is going to carry you through any experience. Mm -hmm. If you believe that a vaccine is your savior, then you can have that experience. Yes. Yeah. It's not this polarized, oh, the people that get vaccines are so stupid. I can't believe you're getting or or it's it's evil not to get a vaccine. You know, we see that in the matrix. And I know people on both sides of it. Back um, you know, we're in the United States and back in the election in 2020, I put a post up on Facebook uh, about, hey, you know, it's okay to be friends with someone that has different political views than you. I lost so many acquaintances. <laughs> I wouldn't say friends. But acquaintance, like, how dare yeah. you? No, you can't do that. You know, you must be an XYZ supporter. Oh, no, no, no. And I love that I can talk to anyone about anything and not judge their position on it. It's simply where they are. And I noticed that the people that I'm attracting are the same way. Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody coming and telling me that I have to pick a side and I'm an idiot if I don't or I'm wrong or mm -hmm. any of that stuff. I just don't. I don't interact with those folks in my close personal life. Facebook's a different animal just because, you know, you're putting it out there to a whole lot of people in my case that I don't really even know or barely know. Uh, but it was just really interesting. Like, wow, I didn't say you need to support XYZ or you're wrong if you don't. I'm just saying that I'm not willing to give up some of my friendships because of who they're voting for for president. Well, what else I love, David, is like, it's like saying it's, it goes back to what we were talking about, which is the allowing just in general, and also the trusting, like there's such a non arrogance in that you're trusting them to have their experience, and you're trusting yourself to have your own experience. And it's like, hey, it's all good. And that's all it is. That's all it is. And, and in fact, we talk about uh, in, in the Taya practice, if you we tend to look back from from our, what we perceive as now back through our lives in a linear way. And we think, okay, this thing was good. This experience was bad. This was traumatic. This was painful. This was glorious. And we sort of judge our linear lives that way. What the stream guides us to do is to take all of that stuff and don't worry about the linear timeline and, and stop judging it and create a little bubble of experience for every single thing. And all any of it is, is just a bubble of experience. And the only reason anything that continues to be traumatic for us is because we've gone so deep in the judgment of it. And it's a habit of thought. So it's not just something that somebody can hear that. If they are traumatized by something and triggered by something, they hear those words. And if they're in a higher vibrational state, those words will sound really pleasing. But putting that into practice does take practice. Mm-hmm. Because when your vibration is back down again, you'll revisit this idea that perhaps you're hearing here on your podcast for the first time, maybe. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can't appreciate that. I can't make that a bubble of experience. That was painful. It was awful. It was the worst time of my life. You don't understand. And that's because you're in that vibrational space. So learning to reshape everything is just a bubble of experience. And I've worked with people, I use these extreme examples because I have worked with people with the most traumatic experiences a human being can have and everything else. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I work with all kinds of people from all walks of life you know, all over the world, but we've had people whose children have been murdered. We've had people who have been severely abused. We've had people with chronic illness and, and uh, even terminal diagnosis. We've had all of that. 
And I have worked with people who have been able to reshape all of that through radical appreciation into bubbles of experience and release the transgressor energy around that Mm. and have miraculous experiences. Because like you said, that abundance is a natural state of being, but the judgment of our past and the judgment of our present is what's holding us away from it. I read this. It's so great. I'm like thinking about what you're saying. And there was something I read last night, which I just accessed really quick. And it was by Richard Rudd. And it says, freedom comes as an ever expanding spaciousness that arrives as you come to understand how deeply victimized you have been by your core beliefs. I love that. And it was it was like, oh, <laughs> right? Like, Oh, and it's... I'm a victim of my beliefs more than anything else. More than anything else. It's like... And look how society treats that that whole victim vibration, how society projects that onto people mm-hmm. so much over their race, over their gender, over their gender identity. Oh, you're a victim. The world is treating you bad. You don't have the privilege that this other person has. You're not... How are you helping them? Mm-hmm. How are you really helping them by telling them they're a victim and it's not their fault and all that stuff? It's it's about getting fault and blame and all of that ego-driven stuff just out of the equation altogether and empowering people. Yeah. Allowing people, giving people permission to love themselves, to be happy, to be successful, whatever that looks like for them, and to to move through their experiences, not continually judging them over and over and over again. The more you look back at that transgressor and say that person was a monster, they were evil, it was awful, it was terrible, you are fueling that vibration and keeping it alive. And very often, that's why that monster shows up again and again and again in various ways throughout our lives until you heal it. And the healing is always appreciation because that's source. You know, David, I sometimes, you know, I'll repeat something that I like I know to be true for myself, like there was a time in my life that like I almost had to lose my life to choose my life. You know what I mean? Where I I was so kind of in my own story matrix of disempowerment and victimization and right. And it wasn't until I chose my life that way that I could start taking responsibility for creating something different. And even though I didn't understand that at every level of my being yet, there was something that made sense about that, like that I knew just because it was like, you know, that point where you hit a wall where you literally are like, okay, (laughs) until I choose this this way, how can anything change? How can I actually take responsibility for creating anything different if I don't take responsibility for what I've created right here, right now? Yeah, I I love that because that that pile of crap that you're, you know, standing in is your creation. And when you take ownership of it, that's a huge first step in really getting the gifts that are offered in it. There's always gifts in every experience, always. There is. And I think, you know, again, I talk to this piece you said before, because you work with people who have had some of the most traumatic experiences a human being can have, correct? So there's always kind of this part of me that really is careful, you know, on some level about how I say this, but there's this truth that shows up for me around you're not responsible for what happened to you, but you are responsible for 
your own healing and your own next creation. It's kind of that place where we can meet somebody in extreme pain and meet them there and still know that once they've felt witnessed and heard and seen in their pain, that there's also a way out of it. There's also a way to create. And I don't know, and this may be when we get into the channeling piece, but there's it's not about getting rid of grief. It's not about getting completely rid of it, completely rid of grief or pain or trauma. I mean, this is where I, I, I would love to ask the collective some questions, but... Okay, let's bring them in. Yes, you want to do it? All right, so what I do at this point is I always ask everyone, regardless of when you're listening to this, because time does not matter, we're going to do just a little breath work. We're going to set an intention for the stream to flow for all of us to answer all of our questions, and you will know when they're here. They always announce themselves. We are here. Yay, welcome. So I'd love I'd love to ask the collective, just starting with who is the matrix? We talk about them, we talk about they. Who's the matrix? I understand this 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 separation of identity is a is a polarized environment quality. We we are in the matrix. We we are flowing to and through all creation. We are original thought. We are the universe. We are the most powerful creative entity in existence. But it is all one and the same. There is a quality in a polarized environment, however, that creates a separation from that which you may call source consciousness, that which we are. That void of source consciousness exists in the physical universe that creates the, 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 the infinite container of the universe to exist within. And we very often speak of expansion. In fact, your scientists are even discovering the expansive nature of the universe, that that expansion is always happening. Expansion is derived from expression in physical because the consciousness that we are, that you are all part of eternally, is, is, is operating outside of polarity. It is pure positive energy. It is the highest form of love and, and, and deep appreciation that, that is beyond even your imagination. And it, 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 is a, it is a powerful creative entity. However, that creation occurs via strands of our consciousness projecting into physical environments, which are polarized, which cause a separation, a perception of separation, but a separation nonetheless from source consciousness. This is your, your human vehicles in your case, ego, that human mind, what you, what you consider the ego is not a bad thing. It, it is a very important component of your earthly experience. Humanity's ego is advanced beyond any other being that is physically focused in your environment. You almost as a mutation, if you will, of the environment. And as such, that intelligence that allows you to create beyond instinct and evolution has brought you along this journey and where humanity is finding itself in the current reality perception 
is very close to the technology that creates you because you you are technology the the, the human vehicle is is a piece of technology so advanced that it, that it does not seem like technology perhaps that it seems organic but anything that is organic is 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 simply a process of creation at the universal or quantum level that is technology so in your physical environment polarity exists to move your your human consciousness through this journey of high to low vibration and in your lower vibrational state you are aware of things that are not your preference because you came to to experience these source aligned experiences in your environment these are the things that you appreciate these are the things that, that delight you that soothe you that feed you that make you feel physically good all of those things are expressions of of that which we are and and, and you all seek them out but in your journey of seeking them out moving through vibrational flow you're also going to experience things that are not your preference but notice how the things that are not your preference are very often if not always the launch pad for your new creation and your creation is always a creation of consciousness first you dream up a solution you dream up an idea you dream a dream you think a thought and if you trust your abundance if you're not doubting that thought if you're not fearing around that thought if you're not becoming impatient around that thought the universe will act in turn and and deliver it right to you that is the natural state of being however storms are also a natural state of being notice how abundant your earth environment is notice how resilient it truly is how humanity can can cut through a lush forest pave it in asphalt create a parking lot there and then if it's left alone that asphalt will disintegrate in the earth environment and that forest will reemerge through the asphalt that is a clear sign of the abundant nature of every physical environment and the abundant nature of your own life journey however your judgment of your life experience in that which we we refer to as the matrix creates that separation and can create a prolonged separation and can hold you away from trust that creates this human journey for you but it doesn't have to be that that human matrix of fear and judgment of social engineering of human programming however you wish to label it that is something that is an ego driven creation that can be dismantled in your belief systems and as you work systematically to dismantle it and and we are not guiding you to try to dismantle it completely we are guiding you to detune it to pay less attention to the matrix and more attention to what is universal law that will bring anything and everything that you wish to experience in, into your reality. Thank you. I love that. And universal law. My question about universal law is I know that there are several of those universal laws and without making assumptions, the one that you were referring to when you said that our experience does not have to be the matrix. We can actually detune ourselves and start to tap into or use or allow the universal laws to influence and infiltrate our lives. What laws would you be referring to specifically? 
the, the, understand that the concept of universal law is, is the utilization of your human created language. We are utilizing David's vocabulary and intellect to communicate in such a way that that you, those who are aligned with our teachings and offerings can understand what we are referring to. Universal law is, is essentially the universal process of creation. All of these other universal laws are, are, are not real nor fake. They are just other expressions of that or other ways of identifying the universal process of creation. The universal process of creation is that all creation occurs via attraction. From a human perspective, you dream a dream, you think a thought. If that thought is allowed without doubt or fear, that thought will arrive in some sort of a manifestation, even if it's another thought that, that is like it. Or if it's a, an experience that is dialed into that thought or an actual physical, full-blown physical manifestation, all of that occurs via vibrational alignment. The piece, the other piece of the universal process of creation is polarity. All attraction is governed by polarity. This is why each and every single one of you attracts things into your paths that were not necessarily your desires. And sometimes you attract things that absolutely are not your desires. But those things serve a purpose. That's why polarity exists. That it's moving you through this vibrational flow. If you study astrology at all, astrology is vibrational flow. We have simplified it quite a bit, but astrology is creating a somewhat predictable nature to this vibrational flow. And it is valid. Anything that you give power to for you is indeed valid. But universal law is actually very simple. It's not so complex. The, the, the amalgam of all that we are, we are not complex. We are not expressed in, in endless beings that are in non-physical. The endless beings are the infinite expressions of our consciousness in physical indeed. But when you are communicating with the energetic realm, it is a singular consciousness. It is all consciousness, but it may be identified differently. Very often human beings will be, will, will not feel worthy of stating that they are channeling source and they will receive this, this loving, creative, powerful, intelligent vibration that is us and identify it as something more like an angel or a guide or an ascended master or something of, of that nature. We are not guiding you away from that belief system if it serves you, but understand that it is all source. It is all source. And you all have your own version of it that, that is inside you. And I'm really interested in asking about this specific time in humanity, because it does feel like a very auspicious time, a very magical time, actually. At least I see it that way. I feel like we are in an evolutionary leap. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And indeed, you are. We have referred to this as the reset. We, we began flowing more powerfully through David in the, in the years just prior to the, the identifiable beginning of the reset. You, you, the, re, the reset is not something that happened in an instant, but you're noticing it. You created a, a manifestation globally that allowed everyone to notice the reset that was already well underway. That, that reset is the, the evolution or the maturing of human consciousness to the point where you understand that your elements of control were sort of like training wheels for humanity that, that you no longer need. 
the training wheels for humanity where your your communities, your traditions, your cultures, your governments, your religions, all of these things, all of the very things that you're all collectively questioning, that questioning is causing them to disintegrate. I love that. Notice how things are falling away and they're not revered the way they once were. You could likely speak to your, your, your elders, your grandparents, your great grandparents, and receive a very different life perspective than that which you have. Because they were born of, of a vibration that was of their time. And you were born of a vibration of your time. And, and you, the, your time of projecting in is an important time stamp in physical. Because that's where you start creating your operating system. That's where you start absorbing your environment as a human being, as a human consciousness. And your belief system is set up up to speed with that time. And as you move through your life journey you will notice that the ones that are younger than you are born up to speed with their time and have a very different belief system, even at one generation apart. And what occurs for most of humanity is you move through your life experience and you move through these, these changing vibrations and you begin to naturally disconnect yourselves from the earth environment. That is expressed in the aging process. It is expressed in illness as you move through the aging process. And ultimately, that is a function of of universal design to serve to separate you from your physical vehicle. Your physical vehicles are your own consciousness creation, and they're aging, and they're wearing out, so to speak. That is also your consciousness creation. It serves to separate you from the human journey and return you to your completed state of consciousness. Because that is, that is your ultimate desire is to come and move through a human experience that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, as all physical creation does, and have that ending ultimately return you back to your completed state where you are expanded as a result of your human journey, regardless of how it was operated. And so all of the doom and gloom, you know, that tends to come in is this is part of this illusion of separation. And what I would love to ask you next is, is there truly a, you know, when we talk about, for example, a sixth extinction, when we talk about global warming, climate catastrophe, are we kind of in this very kind of limited experience where we're kind of headed towards the precipice of of climate catastrophe? Or what do you have to say on that subject? Because I'm so caught between this experience of trusting, again, in the natural abundance of life, as you were talking about earlier, and what the what is just kind of life doing life, or at what level humanity actually has, you know, a say in what happens. Earth is a, is a polarized environment, as, as we have stated. So, so there's contrast in every single topic. There is positive and negative in every single topic. But if you are looking at what that which we described the, as the matrix, the matrix is all about fear. Moving out of the matrix is about detuning fear, releasing fear. Fear mongering has been a very useful tool throughout the advancement of humanity. But there's contrast there. So there's fear mongering that, that shifts behaviors as a desire of, of, of your leaders, essentially. And there's fear mongering that creates absolutely more things to be fearful of. So 
when you move out of the matrix, you can learn to be an observer without judgment and simply discern a preference. And when you're, when you are moving through a scenario of, of deep gratitude and appreciation of all that is, and you're observing the fact that you, you have moved through a period where you have polluted your environment you're naturally going to discern a preference to be in higher appreciation of your environment. Mm -hmm. Thus, you're going to treat it better. You're going to trust that there, there are other ways of doing things that are not going to create the, the, the contrasts that you've experienced in pollution and burying garbage and dumping it in the ocean and, and, and all of those things. You, you move through the, the judgment of it and the fear around it because you're your leadership believes that you must be scared in, into behaving in a certain way. And you're all coming to realize that very often that fear-mongering is not tied to cleaning up the environment so much as it's tied to, to producing a different form of commerce. There's economy in, 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 in the fear, that fear-mongering. There's, there's economy in all of these things. And you, you all have a saying that money is the root of all evil. And when you trace everything back to the dollar, it's very easy for you to move into that judgmental vibration as the that money is the root of all evil. However, it is not. You you are in a system of exchange. You are all exchanging things for for the other things that you wish to have and experience. So we guide you to to not judge the system of exchange, but observe the fact that very often there is commerce tied to fear mongering, because there is a there's a whole economy built around moving away from one thing toward another. But, but then it becomes very confusing because then you learn that the notion of what is supposed to be greener has its contrast as well. David was reading about electric vehicles recently because that, that is something that is becoming more and more popular in your environment. And this, this notion that you're saving the environment by buying an electric vehicle, yet the, the electricity for that vehicle still has to be produced some way. And very often that is, that is not what you would call clean. Very often there, there, there are there is the mining of the lithium for the batteries that comes into question. There is a disposal of all of that that comes into question. And suddenly that that solution seems more like it's rooted in commerce than rooted in actually wanting to clean up the environment. To clean up your environment is to go back to living the ways that that, that you did before you had all of the technology. To not have an internet, to not have a domicile to, to reside in, to not have transportation, to simply reside out in the wilderness and return yourselves to the food chain. But Pandora's box is open. Humanity is, 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 is likely mm -hmm. not to go back there. You are all here of free will and you can all twist and turn and, and, and make your choices, certainly. But understand that being that you are expansive beings by nature, you're, you're Soul consciousness is expansive by nature. So when expressed in physical, your, your physical consciousness is powered by that expansive desire. So that expansive desire is going to be about solving problems through technology, through new ideas, through new creation. But in terms of the earth environment, as we stated earlier, the, the natural state of the earth environment is abundance. You are not going to destroy your planet. Your planet may push back and destroy humanity. But we don't even guide you to be fearful about that simply because no matter what transpires on in your environment, on planet Earth, your consciousness is going to flow mm -hmm. on to mm -hmm. something else. 
your consciousness is eternal and eternally expressing in physical. So that this notion that you you come and go and come and go and come and go, and then you become so advanced that you don't have to be a human being anymore and you're simply going to be one with source is not accurate. Because in non-physical, you want nothing more than expansion. Expansion is only achieved through projecting into physical environments. More and more challenging physical environments very often. Because the, the, the more you move into the core of source energy, the more you are wanting the highly expansive experience that only physical challenge brings. This is why you, you witness young children who are born with terminal illness and, and, and everyone that is around them speaks of, of, of how enlightened they are, how at peace they are with their journey, even the ones that mm-hmm. depart at a very early age. You hear this over and over and over again because you are witnessing a highly evolved strand of consciousness choosing that path, choosing poverty, choosing genocide, choosing terminal illness because of the experience, because in the, the energetic realm, those things are not judged the way they are across humanity. Humanity judges those things. Humanity judges not enough years or not enough of anything. This is wrong. This shouldn't be. That was not a good way to to operate life. Maybe it will be better next time. In the energetic realm, you are not viewing and judging that way at all. You are judging all experiences as valid and valuable because they are all expansive experiences. So the earth environment is a physical environment that shall have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But it is not for you to concern yourselves with. Simply appreciate all that is, discern your preferences, and understand that you all possess the creativity to create anything and everything, including a path away from the pollution that has been transpiring on your planet. So the noticing of it and the observing of it without judgment is the clear path to solving anything, whereas the fear-mongering and the judgment of this is wrong and these people are evil that are doing this thing, that's only perpetuating more of the same. Anything that you look upon in judgment, you are fueling. So if it's something that you are judging as negative and should not be, and oh, this is terrible, and let's all get together and talk about it, you are feeding it. The collective hum- of humanity, this is true for all human beings. It's true for all beings. You are feeding that which you focus upon. And, and what we're feeding in that case is that matrix of separation. Indeed. Okay, I love that. Thank you. And one last question. Talk to me about gender and what's happening as it relates to the awakening of women, what I call like from this, again, matrix of separation and this belief that we are somehow in this story of disempowerment and oppression all over the planet and how that relates to what's going on now with kind of this I'm starting to understand, but this awakening of women where and the bringing back or the return of some of these feminine values and energies. The awakening that is transpiring is the collective consciousness of humanity observing, noticing, and questioning the matrix. The the matrix is polarized. So anytime the matrix is telling you that you must be X, Y, Z because of X or Y, that is the matrix. So in the questioning of that, the entire concept of gender identity, which has always been fluid across humanity, there has been a period that, that was very much driven by, by Christianity and, and other similar religions that absolutely was all about a family unit. And as, as you move through the matrix of the traditional family unit, 
where the man was the provider and the and, and, and the the woman was the 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 caregiver and the nurturer, that assignment did not work for all beings because you 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 are all infinite beings. You have all been infinite things projecting into this physical vehicle, and your your physical vehicles are more gender fluid than you realize. Certainly, at this time on planet Earth, for the purpose of procreation. There, there are two sides. It is absolutely very polarized. That does not always have to be, but that, that, is, that is what you're experiencing right now. But what transpired is there was a perceived imbalance of physical strength and a perceived imbalance with that physical strength of intelligence and a perceived imbalance that was born of envy of what you perceive as the female's ability to create new life. So the value of creating new life was diminished for a period. And th- th- that was in an effort to, to, so to speak, level the playing field. You can create new life, but, but we can do all of these other things. And we're going to level that playing field, uh, born essentially of the vibration of envy, this way. We, we are going to make sure that you are there just doing that. It didn't start that way. It started out as a deep appreciation and a celebration of that process, but with ego and time, it moved into something that became far more oppressive. But humanity wanting to move out of the the shackles of, of, of those polarized identities have moved through many different things. But notice that you you move through a period where that the notion of doing that was diminished in value, but now you're moving into a period of humanity where you are seeing the value of that because your your population is going to be shrinking because the notion of, of, of reproduction is, it was something that was, was not valued for quite some time, but it will be again. And you will move back into a, a different vibration. And we are not predicting the future for you. We are predicting the the nature of the process of creation and that nature of the process of creation dictates that you are going to continue to evolve and you are likely to go into a state because of what you've already manifested where you find new appreciation for that process. All of humanity does and stops judging one activity is not as valuable as another activity. So the polarized notion of gender and gender identity is coming under question like never before. And you're going to start seeing more and more expressions of that occurring on your planet. Where we guide you with all of that, however, is not to get trapped back in the matrix by creating yet another unique label for yourselves and then turning and and declaring yourselves a victim because of that label. Because that is really the, the disempowering component of all of this is telling someone that they're not worthy or they're not going to be able to achieve the same things because of whatever label they're carrying. You all have examples of of human beings that break right through that notion. And all of you can, regardless of of what the exterior package is, is presenting itself as. There is no limitation to anyone other than that which they place upon themselves. But if the matrix is telling you that as half of the population, you are less valued and therefore you are more of a victim and you are buying into that, you are going to perpetuate more things of that nature. But moving out of that belief system, realizing that's the matrix, you you can say this to yourselves, the matrix is telling me that I can't, but I know that that's not true because I'm I'm an abundant eternal being. 
and abundance is my natural state of being. All I need to do is ignore the matrix, allow trust to become my operating system, and I will move up and up and up right out of the matrix into higher vibrational territory while physically manifested and have what is called an awakening experience. Part of that question, which is you were talking about gender fluidity, which I love so much. And one thing that we were kind of talking a little bit about before we got on air was this idea of transgender and this idea that we're sometimes born into the quote unquote wrong body. And I would love to have you repeat what you said and that it it's really more about the fact that we're far more complex and multidimensional than these gender roles can hold, correct? So I'd love to hear more on that. Your point of entry to planet Earth is a, is a vibrational alignment born of your soul consciousness desire to have an experience. You, you, you will hear people speak sometimes of a soul contract or, or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. That is the agreement. The, the agreement is that as a strand of eternal consciousness, you are seeking expansion and you are omniscient and omnipresent. You are very aware of exactly what you are projecting yourselves into. Understanding from that eternal perspective that you are not worried. You are not thinking about suffering. You are not thinking about, oh, this is going to be difficult. I don't want to have a difficult human experience. Exactly the opposite. You are thinking, I want to come and have a difficult experience. I want to come and have an experience where I am projecting in as a fresh human being. I'm observing things that are my preference and absolutely wanting to experience those. But knowing that moving through those experiences, there is going to be contrast in all of that. There are going to be challenges. And the more challenge you place in your path, the more opportunity you have for expansion essentially moving more and more and more to that which we call the, the core of source energy, because there, there is a lack of source energy available. There is something that is less than source. It is not evil. It is not projecting itself into to anyone or anything. It is simply a void of source. And, and you can all experience that when you're down your spiral. You're not one with source. But that vibrational alignment was intended by you as a, as a strand of consciousness to create a set of circumstances. And, and you are far more complex beings. You, you are infinite. So when you start thinking of other lives and asking questions, have I been a man or a woman before? Have I been this? Have I been that? You, you are a speck of dust in comparison to, to all of that. The things that you have been in the, in the experiences and physical that you have projected into are, are truly infinite. So you're bringing all of that into your humanity and you're projecting into an environment where by and large, you are being told that you are either this or that at birth. But you are more than that, and you're all aware of that. But the matrix teaches you that you need to pick a side, and you need to stay on that side. The matrix has evolved that's allowing a little more fluidity in all of that. But what happens more times than not is in desiring that fluidity that is a very natural state of being, getting trapped back in the matrix is, again, adapting that label and, and perhaps a victim mindset because humanity is not necessarily up to speed with what you are perceiving yourself as. And this egocentric notion that you need others to understand you, you don't. Mm -mm. 
You do not need the permission or understanding or approval or even tolerance of another. If you believe you are worthy and you believe that you are safe and you believe that you are in abundance, that will be your experience. The, the ones who, who attract harm are attracting harm. And this is not about blaming them for attracting their own harm. That That's part of a polarized environment. And it's absolutely part of the matrix. When you project in and you're different and you are judging yourselves negatively for being different and you you are feeling unworthy and not loving yourselves, you are cutting yourselves off from that which we are because we hold nothing mm-hmm. but love for you. So in order to allow our energy to flow, you must love yourselves. But in your experience, if your experience is not loving yourselves, if your experience is judging yourselves, if your experience is, is wanting the approval of others to feel validated, then that's going to be your experience. And as our promise to you in your completed state of being, and, and in our perspective, there's nothing wrong with having that experience. Even if it if it ends your human journey prematurely because someone didn't agree with it and, and, and participated in exiting you from your human vehicle. That in the energetic realm is not viewed as this horrible, awful, tragic thing. We understand that humanity views it that way. We understand that very much. And there's nothing wrong with you viewing it that way. But the more you adopt source perspective in your lives and the more you hold authentic appreciation for all that is, the more you raise your vibration higher and higher and higher. And as that catches on across the collective consciousness of humanity, you are going to create a mass awakening. You already are. It's already underway. You're already doing it. It's already happened. Yeah, we're, we're allowing it now. You're already doing it. But imagine what is going on now times 100 or 1,000 or 100,000 or a million into infinity. That awakening can continue to happen. And you may reach a point where you all awaken so much that you release the earth environment and your physical vehicles completely. But in that state, you're not fearing that because you're understanding that there are infinite other environments that can be created that you will experience. All of this idea that you have to keep earth the way it is and that humanity must survive, that's all ego-driven thought. That's the matrix. Yes, that's the matrix. I love that. And I'm having this moment of revelation, which is always a bit of an irony, which is that you are representing the collective, which is they, them. And we're talking about, you know, transgender and we're all they, them, you know, like there's this ironic kind of twist to this question about transgender in a way, because we are far more fluid David laughs that he was using they, them to refer to us before he ever heard uh, (laughs) of a non-binary being. Right, right. Exactly. I love that. And so thank you. Thank you for answering those questions. And thank you for for being here as the stream of David. Thank you. With much love. That is what we have. You back? I'm always a little buzzy when I come back. (laughs) It's like, woo. I know. Okay. I bet. Thank you so, so much, David. That was so great. Well, we'll we'll for sure let you go. But before we do, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your work in the world. Thank you for representing, you know, the channel today and just for giving us access to that really extraordinary experience. And for our listeners, I'll be sure to have David's links in the show notes so that you can learn more about not only his TYA program, the Trust Your Abundance programs, but David, you've also got a Patreon, right? Correct? A membership now? Yeah. Yeah. And in good timing, like I said, we launched that this week. 
So now we've taken, because we've always been all over the place, very much, you know, all over the place on social media and, and Facebook and stuff like that. My goal is to, we'll still be on social media a little bit. I wouldn't mind just mm-hmm. being off of social media altogether these days and have everything in one community. So if you're just discovering us, if you're uh, wanting to do the expanded podcast, if you're wanting to participate at the stream level, if you're wanting to get into coaching, if you want to get all the way into our bootcamp program, it's all one place. So I'm, I'm removing the separation that we used to just have because we had so many different things. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash the stream of David and right away it pops up all these paid tiers. You can scroll past that and actually see all the content there before you ever choose a paid tier and listen to the podcast, see if it resonates with you. And the, the podcast is, is the podcast. The book is on Amazon. We have all of those things, but it's all now contained in that one place, which I love very much. Amazing. Well, thank you again. And for our listeners, more to be revealed. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.